Good evening and welcome to uh, Fools Rush In on a Friday, um, on the night where we're set to preview Grimsby, um, on a day where there's been some major news for the women's team and uh, with a panel that are certainly going to be mischievous tonight. Um, one of them has been on the wine for a couple of hours. Another one is high on sugar. One is running late and will join when they can. Um, but before we say our hellos for today, um, I think it's only right and fitting uh, that we do the traditional intro. But welcome and thank you for joining us on this Friday evening edition. So let's get straight into it. Uh, evening, Woody and and Phil, who I can see already in the chat. Uh, thank you for spending time on your Friday evening with us. Uh, safe journey home, Woody. Uh, let's start with uh, with everyone's favourite, BTB. Good evening, sir. Hello, Fifey. How are you today? I'm very well, and it looks like BTB is rocking the TSTBL as well. I am. I am after uh, Hannah's news today in uh, homage to him. I thought I'd just stick out the hoodie on, uh, which he sent me today. So that was awesome. Thank you, Hannes. All the best. Uh, next up, the man who may have had one or two bottles of uh, of the red. Good evening, young Nick. Fifey, how are you? I cannot <laughs> lie. I've had a few. I'm happy. And a good evening to everybody. Well, if you're happy before we've even started, it is going to be a good night, sir. I am delighted that you could join us. I, I can't tell who's happier that you're here, me or Di, who we got to see off camera. Oh, she's yeah. well happy I'm out of the way. <laughs> and uh, finally, for now, um, as I say, we have got at least one panellist running late. Uh, but let's see... Uh, let's say even, fucking hell, it's as if I've been on the wine, I can't even talk. <laughs> uh, good evening to Craig. Uh, evening, Fifey. I, I, I tell you what, Nick, um, seeing that, it's, it's just inspired me to um, ask my missus to go down the shop and get me a bottle of red. So, <laughs> um, and if you believe that will happen, yeah. you'll do anything. Yeah. So. You got no. You chance, got about mate. as much chance as Ben did of getting <laughs> chocolate delivered to him just before we went live. Exactly. Exactly. It promises to be a very entertaining evening. Um, we've had a number of questions for the end of the show from, from our audience, who we can't thank enough, as always, for your time, uh, for investing in us in terms of your time. Uh, you, you choose us to listen or to watch. Um, and and the the content that, that you give us, we we don't have to really try anymore. You you guys give us the ammunition to uh to, to create what whatever this is, whatever we do. Um, so thank you. I mean, this has got to be the only podcast where the person that created it and and hosts what I, I reckon I'm what ninety five percent. Craig could finish last in a poll of who's everyone's favourite. <laughs> <laughs> um let's uh let's kick on and uh craig i'm going to start with you because today there was some some huge news and, and it's worth saying obviously um 
Woody is is a is obviously our, our big advocate for this, and so we are going to spend a much longer time when he's next available to come on talk about this. But but huge news for the women's team today. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. um, it was it was amazing. It was kind of something we knew may have been in the pipeline for a while, but it was it was great that it was finally announced today. Um, the girls must be absolutely chuffed to bits. You know, a closer tie to the club means you know, better financing as well for the club. We, we've said it before that women's football, it doesn't need the same level of investment as men, but a, a little bit of investment can go a long way in, in that game, especially at the level that the um, Swindon Town women play at. Um, so, yeah, and, and obviously with that comes a better chance of being able to play at the county ground. So hopefully they'll get a few games there this season. As, as we've mentioned before, that would mean that would mean a lot to, to, the, to the girls that play and... Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's fantastic news, and it just shows this whole um, holistical approach that um, that Clem and, and the ownership and the hierarchy are putting into into the club. And it's you know it's a good thing for for the women's team and for the community and for the club o overall. You know, hopefully, the, the, you know this will mean that the women's team will be able to get more people watching them, and vice versa. You know, you, you might you know it might increase attendances slightly for the. Um, for the men's team, so it's 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 a it's a it's a positive thing, and it, it it's, it's it's a good thing for the club and for the for the future of the uh, women's team. And that word you use there, I think, sums it up: is community. Because I mean, um, we've always said since since we started this right back in day one, um, we wanted to be advocates for for women's football as best as we could. Obviously. Woody and, and Rich are the ones that had that, that intricate knowledge and, and we've built on that. We've had yourself go, go to a couple of games now and always give such glowing references. We we had Joe as well. He's done it a couple of times. Obviously, Claire was on the other day and, and she couldn't um, speak praise highly enough. So we're hoping this this just keeps sort of steamrolling into bigger and better things for, for, the, for the women's team, don't we? Because they deserve it at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this is also, you know, um, for, for the people who work around, you know, who work behind the scenes, the coaching setup, like with people like like Woody and and, and everyone else who who does all that 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 work, and and they don't get paid for it or anything like that. This is purely stuff they're doing in the, you know taking up their own free time to do it and help develop the women's game so you know this you know this will be good good for them as as, as well i'm sure that they must be delighted as, as as well so yeah this this is really really good news and it also should put to bed a few things about you know about clem's you know role in the club he he is obviously here for the long term if he wasn't he he wouldn't be doing this bringing the women's team in and 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 putting that investment in into into the club as well so yeah it's, it's it can only be a, a good thing and um hopefully the women's team will grow and, and and be able to get the financial support and the infrastructure in in place that they can pu push up as far as they can in the uh women's pyramid no absolutely and, and as i said in the beginning there we will obviously uh talk about this in in much more depth uh when we've got the likes of woody and hopefully rich on and and, you know, maybe one or two others will come on as well. But obviously in the comments and anything that, that you want to say about about the massive news today for the women's team, fire it in and, and let us know your thoughts as well, because it can only be um, it can only be good things. Uh, before we move on to the Papa John's trophy review, I think it's only right to say 
turns up when he wants, turns up when he wants, in his new shirt, turns up when he wants. Good evening, Ned. Hi, Ned. Hello, hello. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yes, Ned is rocking the new green shirt, and you can see there Sade on the back. Um, every, the, the, the podcast's favourite player is, uh, is rocking. And, and, oh, he's got the home shirt there too. Look, fools rushing Fools on the rushing. back. Oh, I love yeah. that, Ned. Well oh, superb. And what number is it? Number one, baby. Number one. Oh, yeah, yeah baby. <laughs> yeah. <Number one. laughs> How are you, sir? Yeah, good, thanks. Oh, a um, bit of a rush this evening, but um, I'm here. Um, I got home and found that my dog's just pissed on, a, um, on the living room carpet and shat in a toolbox. So, <laughs> oh, wow. happy days. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Ned. <laughs> welcome Unbelievable. home. It's like the, uh, the continuation of the craziness. Let the, right. uh, well, yes, ready. this is certainly going to be a crazy evening. Um, I will come back and I will flash that up again. Woody, very kindly on his travels, has sent in for anyone interested the fixtures relative to the women's teams uh, today. So I will make sure they get posted as well. Um, anyone interested in any spoilers on the international football, by the way? I know that you've all agreed to come on the panel because you're not that fussed about what's going on. Uh, but if you does anyone want to know? Yeah, Italy have just taken the lead. Uh, what do you expect? I guess. Let's uh, let's turn our attentions back to the matter at hand, and that is Swindon Town. And uh, in the absence of Rich, Nick, I'll come to you. And there's only one place to start with the uh, with the game on Tuesday, and surely it's this. Certainly the moment everyone's been waiting for, yeah, Danny, yeah. Uh, Nick and his superfan Danny got to meet on Tuesday night. We did, we did, never mind the football, just just meet the lovely Danny. Uh, and, and who was happier? I think well, she was obviously, wasn't she? <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's it's great and and uh obviously that we're all quite we're all fortunate and and most of us somewhat bewildered that, that people are actually interested in having photos with us um yeah. but, but we do appreciate it uh, hey we love and, and we, we mike, got a... eagle eye mike by the way has already spotted <laughs> nick hasn't got changed since he met danny <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> uh, talk oh, us through the game, Nick. Obviously, uh, it's another mate. defeat in the competition, but uh, but talk <laughs> us through the, the whole evening. Um, first half, we were really poor. A uh, few players off the pace. Iandolo, great to see him back, but he was nowhere near near the game. Uh, it's going to be a while before he's first team first team level. Uh, the one I was actually disappointed with was Aguilar first half. He was really poor. Second half, he stepped up. Uh, Khan midfield was excellent, played really well. Um, it's a pity Woody and Rich aren't here tonight. So I wanted to ask a question that uh, Lindsay said he changed it at half time, changed the setup, matched them. And just being someone who's not first in having been trained as a coach, 
or seeing you know the view from a coach to me i didn't really see what change he made so it would have been interesting to see their view on what lindsay did to change the system so um when lindsay was appointed i was going off the game a bit but um i was in favor of him being appointed for continuity um i'm warming to him big time i think gillingham was a massive turning point he knew he made a mistake there he's obviously changed the game at half time in the pizza game and which we had a much better performance that second half so i, I think as a coach he's probably getting there he's doing the right things so you know i'll give cr massive credit to lindsay for what he's doing and hopefully now we're uh, on an upward spiral that uh, will see us pushing up that lead. So, you know, ma say massive kudos to Lindsay for what he's doing. Specifically on the game on Tuesday, I know you said first half um, we were particularly poor and, and you identified a couple of players you were disappointed in. Um, were there any positives from it? Um, the not so, not so much. Khan was a massive positive. It, he was he's first team material without a doubt quite where he's going to fit in to the setup that we've got at the moment i don't know um i, I think that's probably an issue lindsay's got to solve so khan is really to be honest the only one that i would say could go into into the first team aguilar second half yeah played really well um again he's got you know the skill base and he's good enough for first team but again with the midfield we've got it's fitting them into the starting lineup. Um, the lad from Banbury, to be fair to him, he didn't get much service, so it's quite hard to judge how how well he will do. Uh, you know, I think he needs, unfortunately, game time, and that's going to be difficult to get with with the players we've got and in how we're set up. But I, I think he is definitely one for the future, but you know, maybe not immediately. So you know, the, say the main one was Khan, without a doubt. He's first team material should be he's good enough to start but where he fits into the structure i don't know that's a headache for lindsay to solve so uh, yeah. yeah that's the basics and uh, the rest of it was to be honest fa fairly average um one person who perhaps wasn't average ben um and was getting a lot of uh, was getting a lot of the chatter after the match was a debut for hepburn murphy yeah, um, I think there's been a lot of hype around um, Hepburn Murphy. And he, he certainly came off a bit of an explosion. Um, I think if this is just a teaser of his potential and what he could be, what he could become, if he stays injury free and if he does blossom into the player that we think we can be, we're going to have one hell of a signing on our hands, I think. Um, because in a, in a dead rubber game, that was just petering out into nothing. He came on and sort of lined up on his own a little bit, grabbed a goal, could have had more, um, and he looked the business. Um, you can say it's a pizza paint trophy game, but to play like that in your first game after 400 days out, I think means, you know, if you if you compare his performance to Ian Dollows and Devines, who also were just making their first appearance again, you know, obviously he seems, you know, so much sharper and streets ahead of him. Um, yeah, he'd been out for like uh, well over a year. So it's, 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 look, it's only, it's, let's not get overexcited. It's just the beginnings. But 
he's got a cracking potential and he could be really, really good for us. So I, I personally think the result is not relevant, really. It's a competition that really we don't do well in ever, um, not since Paolo, and we don't really qualify. We don't really do well in. We weren't expecting to get anything. I think the most important thing was no one got injured and a lot of players got minutes under their belt. And that was really, really good that they got minutes under the belt. So the game, it was a glorified friendly, but it was it it, 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 it benefited us greatly, I think. I apologise to... Sorry, sorry, can I, can I just add a comment to that? Yeah, um, To be honest, I forgot about, about him that, that Ben was saying. Um, Shade started off central attacker. He is not a central attacker in, in any way, means or form. He's played that <laughs> position and, you know, let's, let's be honest, he, he's, a, if anything, a wide player. Um, Pepper Murphy, you, you could see he is a natural mid-forward player. Playing in the middle, his movement off the ball and looking for it all the time was absolutely superb. And I think, like Ben said, if he can stay fit, he is going to be a hell of a player. And he just looks, he looks a natural. So, yeah, really looking forward to when he gets fit. I think it's going to be quite a while before he does, but he could be a massive asset probably going after Christmas and in, into the new year in it for the end of the season. Yeah, he does look a player. Uh, just, before just I, oh, my. It's this I was just going to say, post-match they did an interview with him and he says, like, how, how far are you away? Hawks went, how far are you away from being, you know, being right, being yourself? And he went, I'm running on about 55%. And if that's 55%, yeah. then that's pretty good. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so, um, absolutely. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, well, uh, Ned, let's uh, let's come over to you then. And um, we just start getting on a bit of a roll in terms of league form. Um, it's, it's obviously difficult to say. Are you in any way concerned that the, the turnabout and losing to Plymouth will have an adverse effect on the league form? Or was there enough changes that it won't make too much of a difference? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think there was so many changes to the first team. I, I think it will be... It'd be kind of irrelevant, I th I, you know. As has been mentioned before, it was a really good run out for the boys, um, you know, the the fringe lads. And uh, yeah, I I can't see it harming. I can't see it harming. I hope it doesn't. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure it won't. But it's mm. it's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. But we played against a team a division above us. We played, you know, fringe players. We were never going to win this game, in all fairness. I think we're all being a bit, well, most of us. I think it was Craig. Was it Craig or someone who was, who was the, about the only person who said we were going to lose? Um, no, Craig wasn't even on, was he? Anyway. He wasn't on on Monday, no. It, it would have been Craig anyway. He would have been Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I, I think we're all being a bit optimistic, riding on the crest of a wave. I don't think it's going to make a difference to our league form. Okay. Um, and and to, and to be honest, um, you know, I, I, I think it's going to, I think we're going to do, I, well, I'll tell you what, no, no, I'll leave that for the preview. I'll leave that okay. for the preview. All right, yeah. Okay. Um, Craig, I, I want to let you have your say, because um, we all know what a fan you are of this particular competition. Um, <laughs> and I've just made a couple of notes here, because I, I did say to you off air that there were a couple of things I was going to throw out there, and I was really going to try and amp you up in particular. Um now, we all know that there are people who look at this as a competition that's there to be won. 
and there are people who look at this as a competition that's been maybe diluted because of external factors and therefore have a have a loathing for it i think is the fair way to say it um but if i read to you that man city's game against derby was postponed because man city's under 21 squad had too many international call-ups and uh, Liverpool, in their game, had 22 Brazil cap Arfamelo substituted by 33-year-old Jay Spearing. Does it kind of ruin any opportunity for someone like me to say, no, the competition's still there and valid? Well, yeah, there you go. It, it just it just makes a, a mockery of the um, comp competition, doesn't it? Um, I didn't even know Jay Spearing still played for Liverpool. I, 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 that was a that was a bit of a surprise, but but yeah, I mean, what's what's Man City? Man City's got must have one of the most bloated squads in the UK. Um, you know, along with most of the Premiership teams, they spend money and time stockpiling players, basically, you know, taking you know, farming the, the youth players from clubs like us and other teams in Leagues 1 and League 2, stockpile them, don't give them enough game time. And then when there is a chance that, you know, you could play some of these players, they, they elect not to do it. And let's, let's get this straight. The um, It was down to the Premiership clubs that blackmailed the EFL clubs into letting them have their under-23 teams in this competition. They threatened to reduce solidarity payments to... Um, football league clubs if they didn't put in the under 23 teams so they had no choice in it and then they make a mockery of the competition by doing this and it'll only be a matter of time before um there's a there's a there's a final with two under under 23 teams in so so yeah that's the thing I, I was never a big fan of the tournament anyway and even less so um you know when when they brought in the <coughs> under 23 teams but um, I, I mean, as as for the game game itself, it was good that Divine and I think and Iandolo got some minutes in, um, and and also you know there was a, a few other players. Um, it, it, what concerns me is that um, so many players weren't match fit and seemed to be off the pace. And this is the issue when we're supposed to be a club that's developing players. You need to have an under twenty threes team. And obviously that will require a bigger level of investment from Clare. But if, if this is what we're going to do, if we're going to do this properly, develop players, you need to have an under-23s team. Because, yeah. you know, who, who did we have? We had Agua, um, Roberts, um, yeah, and... Um, yeah, Iandolo. And, 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 yeah, but Iandolo's come back from, from an injury, so that's, that's fair enough. But... Um, but like Aguar and, and Roberts, they haven't been injured, injured, and and they were very slow off the pace as, as well to begin with. Yeah, so that that is a concern. If we are going to develop players, we need to be giving them, you know, minutes on 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 the pitch to keep them fit and develop them and and, and sell them on. So um, so yeah, it was um, yeah. That's that's my concern with it, to be honest. If that's going to be our our way going forward, um, Hepburn Murphy. I think we've got to be very careful with how much we big him up. He had 30 yeah. minutes in total. Yes, he made a difference when he came on and he was a breath of fresh air. But as Ben said, you know, um, saying about, you know, if he stays injury free and he fulfills his potential, he could be one hell of a sign in. Well, we pretty much said that. We said that about every single player in this team. So <laughs> I don't think Hepburn Murphy is anything special at the moment. If he can stay fit and he breaks into the team and makes a difference to it for us, then 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 great. But let's sort of try and keep it a bit um, a bit balanced at, at the moment and just see how he develops before we put too much pressure on him. 
Well, on that particular night, Paddy's tweeted in and put Ben and Nick both spot on with their assessments of Hepburn, Murphy and Khan from the other night. Hepburn, Murphy could be a monster against League Two defences. <laughs> Just one thing to add to that, Fifey. Those teams, it was it Man City couldn't put a team out. Yeah. They, they should have had a nil three defeat. Yeah. Yeah. Simple as that. Their reason was, I believe, the official reason sent to the uh, to the footballing authorities was that they had 18 of their under 23 players called up for England at various national at uh, various national sites. Tough. Hard work. They must have. They must have 50 bloody yeah. professional players. So that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's a good case as well for behind doors friendlies. I'm surprised we're not doing more of them so players like Roberts um, and Darbray and more, more of our youth yeah. can get more games. I don't see, you know, we can play easily get behind doors friendly against a lot of teams in a similar mm. position as, and I think they probably are, to be honest, behind closed doors and getting games because they need games. Ian Dollo needs games. Devine needs games. Roberts needs games. There's so many players that are fringe players um, that just need games that don't get, you know, um, yeah, so many of them. So I think we should do that, but it might well be. I don't know. Well, um, let's uh, let's move on to um, some non-STFC specific conversation uh, because I have been asked to ask you guys your thoughts on a couple of stories that have come out in recent days. Um, so, Ned, I'll start with you. Mansfield are trialling moving a three o'clock kickoff to 1pm to see um, how that helps with um, saving energy and therefore cost of living crisis. Your thoughts, could could you see the traditional three o'clock moving to one o'clock if it was to help costs? And, and if it does, do you think those cost savings will be passed on to the supporters? Well, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's for the, I don't think it's for the for the fans in any capacity. He's a good market employee, but it's definitely for cost saving for the club. But to be honest, you know, if, if you're a club, I mean, I was going to say Mansfield aren't really a struggling club though, are they, to be fair? They've had a lot of money pumped in, but I, I, I like it. I, I think it's a great idea personally. Um, and I think more teams should do it. So therefore there's no three o'clock, um, 3 p.m. curfew anymore. I'd love that. I'd love it to be honest. Um, but, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think it's, it's, um, uh, I mean, I think a factor in it would be depending on who you're playing. If you're Exeter and you're playing at home to Carlisle and you're asking it to be a one, one, <laughs> one in the afternoon kickoff, <laughs> I think you've been a bit harsh on the uh, away fans there. But um, no, I, I, I love the idea. I think it's brilliant. I can't see no reason why that should sort of roll across to um, maybe the teams who are struggling financially to get involved with that type of thing. I think we, obviously, we haven't discussed this off air. I'm interested. Um, is anyone actively against it at this point or are you happy to see how it plays out? I'm well, it's, already, it's, it's already being done um, below the National League level. The, the, the um, non-league clubs have been told that they can do that and obviously it's more even more so for them because of, you know, because of the re revenue and all. And I, I believe the National League are, go, are in talks to do the same. And and, and then another thing with that, when you move it to one o'clock, you can move from outside of the free five o'clock blackout. So the National League are currently in talks. Um, I can't remember who it's with. Uh, I think they've got a deal with BT 
where they can actually you can stream the games and, and pay a ten pound fee like you would on iFollow. So maybe if they you know if if that happened in in League Two, then people could could do that, and it'd be another income stream for 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 clubs. I think. So, so I think it'd be a good thing if it saves teams money. You know, even at our level, that's that's gonna, you know, it would save the club thousands of pounds, and we've obviously got a debt to pay off. So I think it'd be a good thing. But um, you know, Ned made a good point. If you've got a team coming from like Carlisle or Barrow or something like that, it would. I, I guess you'd have to take that into con- consideration as as well. But yeah, I, I've, I'm I'm all for it. Selfish point of view. Um, I'd love to keep three o'clock because I travel from Stratford upon Avon. My boys play football in the morning, so I won't be able to make the games if it happens. But um, um, yeah, I can see the sense in it. Um, I think some fans will oppose to it though because it, a lot of them like their own traditional ways of going to the pub before the game, and you know that that sort of kind of set in their way. So I don't think it's something that we can avoid if we can because Saturday three o'clock's kick off. That's that's always been the case, um, you know. Twelve o'clock's not quite feel the same, but I can see why Mansfield have done it. Uh, it depends how much they're saving through floodlights. Um, I hope it. Think they're trialing it against Warsaw in October. Yeah, yeah, but personally, personally, I hope they don't do it personally because it affects me. But it, I can see the sense. Nick. Um, actually, I was listening to Talk Sport today. Simon Jordan was talking about it, and he said, uh, "I'm sure he had a lot to say." Oh, massive, as he <laughs> normally does. Quite entertaining, actually. To be fair, uh, what he did say is what they, he hopes they've considered it. What they will save on the power costs from not using floodlights. To how many fans will they actually lose who can't make an early game? As Ben just said that would be a problem for him. So he said, is it financially actually going to be beneficial? And especially now the government have said that they're putting money or a price cap on power costs. Is it actually going to be financially beneficial to do that? Probably with Warsaw, which is, isn't a million miles away um, from Mansfield, it's probably not a massive problem. And like it's already been said, if you've got teams traveling from one end of the country to the other, then yeah maybe that's not a viable game to do it with so i guess it depends on each club's finances what they think is beneficial for them um but yeah i wouldn't want it to go to one o'clock kickoffs like like ben i i travel um over an hour just to get to home game so three o'clock for me is great um one o'clock yeah i could do but it's three o'clock should be kickoff for all games let alone you know, air leagues, you know, premierships ruined it with all the TV. But to me, three o'clock is the kickoff time. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the fence with it. I can see the logic, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't prove to be substantially beneficial, I don't think they should change it because I do think you've got that risk and reward of saving over loss of fan and and even if you take even if you take the example of ben it's not just you're not just missing out on one fan there you're potentially missing out on what three four fans per game ben and potentially on on, depending on each everyone's situation that's 
for fans whose ticket money you're not getting and food revenue money you're not getting and merchandise in the shop money you're not getting there's a lot of things that would need to be considered it's it's not just a case of we have saved this money by not having the floodlights on um it'll be interesting and and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that they shouldn't do it because the game will have to continue to develop. We have seen good developments in over the years, and we have seen some fucking atrocious developments over the years. But but the game continues to develop, and you know these things do need to be considered. Everyone's talking about the cost of living crisis, and quite 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 rightly so. Nick, stop giving me that wine, please. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but it, it does. <laughs> Is <laughs> it is something that's going to have to be cons- very beneficial to the clubs for supporters to get on board. I think um, the next one is about the domestic cup situation. Um, I've put on the ticker there about the FA Cup, but there was also talk of the the League Cup. Um, so Ben, I'll come to you first on this one if I can. Um, so discussions being had about scrapping round three and four replays because of the winter fixture congestion and for teams that qualify for european competition uh, the league cup they should be allowed to either just play their under 21 sides or pull out the competition completely i'd rather they put out the competition completely um i think uh again the league cup will go down the same route as uh, the Football League Cup or the Pizza Paint Truck, it will lose. Uh, it, it's barely keeping going anyway. I think across unit, they've scrapped it anyway. And if they did that, it'd be the beginning of the end because no one will actually take it any seriously whatsoever. And you'll find the other Premier League clubs will just play under 21 teams anyway. Um, I think they just pull out altogether. I think probably would be better. And it gives the chance to the other clubs probably to win a trophy, major trophy that could qualify them for a Champions League space. So they actually play their first team. So rather they did that. Um, scrapping replays, I've got no issue with that. I think the season's Oof. quite congested anyway. Um, I wouldn't mind scrapping replays Oof. and just going straight to penalty shootouts. There's more chance of a cup upset that way. Um, I know miss out on. Um, on revenue uh, for replays, I get that, but um, a lot of the stadiums are half empty anyway. Uh, right, so big one. I, I mean, okay, so here's my take on that. League Cup, largely speaking, the Premier League teams play their under-21 teams anyway. Um, they play under-21. They pretty much do what they do in the, in the Papa John's. They play players recovering from injury, players that need game time, and some young players. So if they were to do that, would I be that fussed? It'd be a bit disappointing, but I wouldn't be too bothered. Um, the FA Cup one could not disagree more. Um, let's let's take Swindon. Uh, you know, it's not every year we get to the third round, as we know. But last year we drew Man City. OK, now what's to say? Flip the fixture around. We're, we're you know, January the 7th, we're playing at the Etihad and somehow get a one-all draw hypothetically you're saying you want to go to penalties that night instead of bringing them back to the county ground for what we had for that for, for that first game yeah because we've got a better chance of beating them on penalties than we do at um at the county ground on another game 
No, no. And also you risk injuries, you risk a lot more. Tuesday night under the lights against Man City. I mean, obviously we played Friday night under the lights as as it happened. And and it was really, really good. Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. But penalty shootouts, a flip of a coin. Over a 90-minute game, Man City batter us. Uh, okay, so million out of so they stand at, at, they stand as much of a chance of winning on penalties as we do. You don't want that yeah. second crack at them. You'd rather just lose on penalties and it be done with. Well, we might win on penalties, but we won't win the. Replay. We might have beat Paul Vale on penalties, Ben, but we didn't. No, but I, I think we got better chance of beating them on penalties and going through to the next round. You got better chance of result, a smaller. You're better chance of an upset on a one-off game than you have over two legs. Yeah. Okay, um, Nick. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with Ben that um, if you look at, I, I disagree with what you're saying, Fifey, about playing under 21 teams. I think if you look who's won the League Cup over the last few seasons, and when it gets to semi finals and final stages, they put their first teams out. Right, that, that's teams. two games out of the whole competition, yeah, isn't it? Which, which to me is wrong anyway. Um, I think the League Cup should be the Football League Cup, ditch out the Premiership teams and bring in the National League, and that would make it a better yeah. competition. The problem is, how much sponsorship money do you get running that cup? That's that's the issue, and it all comes down to How is to that any different to what was the, the Papa John's before the Premier League came into it, or the FA Cup first round? No, it's, it's probably not, but the, but the under-21s, 23s, whatever it is, coming into the Papa John's, is pissed everybody off and nobody likes the competition because because they shouldn't be in it. So I I, I would say League Cup, yeah, get rid of the Premiership teams, let them go into Europe, let them play all their games in there and and, and carry on with that. Um, FA Cup, it's a difficult one. Um, if you're going to scrap replays in what do they say, fourth and fifth round, third and fourth third round, and fourth. if you're going to scrap it in two rounds you scrap it on all rounds or and, and you, you can't do half and half and this is a problem with the football authorities like the fa cup some grains you have var other grains you don't now you either have it all or none it shouldn't be a halfway house and and, and this is where i my view is that, that they're wrong on those accounts they those counts so if you're going to scrap replays for Round three or four, you scrap replays, period. End of. Simple as that. Again, I, I think you're, I think that particularly with the FA Cup, there's always that hyperbole behind the magic of the cup. And I think if you're saying that, even in the early rounds, if you're saying a club from, you know, you know where I live, there's a non-league step seven club, 25 minute walk from my house, okay? Um, and, and if Hinkley were to get to the first round and play Swindon and get a draw, I mean, firstly, I'd be fucking embarrassed to walk out my front door. <laughs> now, no disrespect to Hinkley intended there because I go and watch them semi-regularly. But that, that's exactly how Prem teams feel when they, they lose or draw to Football League teams. But if, if Hinkley were to draw with Swindon, um, say that was at the county ground, there's no way they would want to then play them just on penalties. They would want to bring them back to Hinkley and 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 put on the, you know, put on the show for the town because it's not every day that sort of thing happens. The same way as Swindon wanted to put on the show when Man City were in town. And I think you're missing the magic of the cup if there's not that reward for doing the job of 90 minutes. Personally, yeah, but um, you, you do it for either everybody 
every game, every round, or you do it. Yeah, for I, I don't think they should scrap any replays. Way it is. I don't think they should scrap any replays. Well, uh, fine, that's uh, fine. Before you, I pass it over to, uh, that's the problem. Before I pass it over to Ned and Craig, Paddy's tweeted in. For me, fellas, any Prem club that wants to scrap FA Cup replays, tell them to pull out the competition if they're not happy. Don't keep bowing to these clubs. FA should grow a pair and make a stand. Yeah, uh, we've also got uh, Mike has uh, messaged in as well. I thought the FA Cup was normally only one game per season until last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Craig, what, what's your thoughts on the uh, proposed changes to the FA Cup and League Cup? Well, let's, let's face it, when it comes to the um, FA Cup, the only people um, it will benefit if we scrap the replays is the Premiership teams. And that's, that's, that's the people who are pushing it at the end of the day. Um, that if, if we scrap replays, it devalues the FA Cup, which has been devalued enough since the um, since that season when um, Man United pulled out of it so they could yeah. play in the Tin Pot World Club Championship or whatever it was called at the time. And teams have been doing that since. So... So yeah, yeah, and, and and the thing is, when it comes to replays and stuff like that in the FA Cup, teams get the 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 revenue is split fifty fifty. So for those non-league clubs and lower league clubs, even at our level or even League One, if you if you get a, a, a Premiership team or a Championship team that has has a big following and you get a replay back at their place, that that can fund your club for years to come. So, it, it, and, it, and to me, it devalues the magic and the fairy tale and, and the old school sort of romance of, of the FA Cup for, for me. Um, yeah, when it comes to the League Cup, fuck them. Yeah, don't, you know, if, if you know, don't, don't enter the League don't Cup. Don't mix your words, will you, Craig? Well, no, no. Well, that's, that's, I, 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 I fucking hate the Premiership anyway and, and the <laughs> whole culture around, around it. Um, You'd love to be in it, though, wouldn't you? Sorry, no. You'd love to be in it. No, no, no I, don't, I don't give a shit. No, no. no. I've, I've been to a few Premiership games, and I tell you what, it's like a tour. It's, it's like a tourist place. It yeah. is. It is. It is. There's no atmosphere. I've got friends who've been Man United fans, um, uh, uh, Arsenal season ticket holders, and they say when they go there, it's just not the same atmosphere any, any, anymore. So yeah, I'll, you know, don't get me wrong. I want Swindon to go as high as we can do, but. Premiership, you can fucking keep all that. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want that fucking circus coming coming to my club. But I'm a miserable old bastard, so that's you know, <laughs> that's, 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 that's Craig, the way I feel. But, on, Craig, but yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, League Cup, yeah, Premiership teams, yeah, cheerio. Um, FA Cup replays, no, don't scrap them. Ned. Um, well, I'm just going to be the counterbalance there, and I'll be happily in the Premiership. For <laughs> 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 so many reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I get where Craig's coming from, but I wouldn't reject Swindon's entry to the Premier League in any capacity. Can I just say, before we go any further, I've had issues with my dog this evening, and now, today, we've got um, my daughter's new glasses come through, and she just chewed the fuck out of them. Look! <laughs> Your daughter's chewed them. No, no, my dog. <laughs> Little bitch. <sighs> you have to show your dog, mate. Oh, Jesus Christ! Unbelievable. Anyway, so um, <laughs> FA Cup. As far as I'm concerned, don't touch it. It's the most amazing cup competition in the world. So mm. let's not change it. Um, 
League Cup. <laughs> I mean, no one really cares about it until like the quarterfinal, do they? No, no one cares. I, even it's if it's nineteen sixty-nine. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's the World Cup then. What's that? Oh, it was the World Cup in nineteen. It was everything in nineteen sixty-nine. Oh, well, yeah. But but yeah, there we go. It's um, yeah. You know, the guys have already said. You know, if, if they're not willing to pay out, you know, a, you know, a larger percentage of first team players, then kick them out. Why not? They obviously don't want to win it, so kick them out. Okay. Interesting views all round. Um, please continue to to send in your comments and tweets about what you believe to the uh, reported changes being discussed to the competitions and your thoughts on potential 1pm kickoffs as well. Uh, let's uh, let's turn our attentions back to STFC then. Uh, back on the road tomorrow. Uh, how are we all feeling ahead of the trip to Grimsby? Ben, um, you obviously, in, in your special way, you found every possible podcast to appear on this week to preview the fixture. So uh, we'll save you till last and I'll go to Craig first. Uh, you feeling confident, pal? Don't think I've Yeah, I, I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually feeling pretty confident for a change, which is um, which is Fucking surprising. Oh, um, no. oh no, Craig's confident. <laughs> so so obviously whatever I go for, just it, the, oh. the opposite would probably happen. But um, mm. but yeah, they've um, they they're better away from home. That's for sure. They've all four of the games they've won have been away from home, and they haven't won at home. But I think all three of those were draws when I when I checked earlier. Um, it's going to be a tough game. They're a good team. They, they're doing better than what I thought they they would when they came out. I thought they'd be sort of down, down towards the bottom bottom of it. But um, I think they've recruited well. They've got a good owner, a very progressive owner there at, at, at Grimsby, and they've got potential to um, sort of similar to us, similar size club to, to to you know to go you know go quite far. Um, yeah, I, I think it is going to be tough. They, they, you know, they're a they're, they're a strong physical side, so it'll be interesting to see if Lindsay will show the tactical um, now to you know to break them down and everything. They're, they're going they're going to make it very difficult um, for us. But I think it's going to be a, and it will be a very close game. But I think you know I'm I'm hoping it's, this is probably more hope than anything. I'm thinking if we can get three wins on the bounce. That would be tremendous for for Lindsay, and it could, you know, that that will buy him a lot more a lot more time. I think because obviously this time a couple of weeks ago it wasn't looking great for him. Let's face it, you know, it might it seems like a lifetime ago now, but it, it wasn't good. It was it was very toxic, and um, questions were being raised. But um, but yeah, I, I think we we can we can go there. And um, and get a result if we play like we have done the the last couple of games. But we need to do it from start to finish, which sounds obvious. But we we tend to be a bit slow out of the gate, and you know, and, and teams are able to, to to get at us. We we need to be creating clear cut chances in the first half and 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 really threatening the Grimsby goal. So so yeah, I, I think we'll come away with a win on Saturday. Okay, Nick. Well. I'm going to take Craig's usual spot. I'm worried about going to Grimsby. They were my dark horses for the season. And sadly, I hate doing it. I can see us 
losing by the odd goal. Don't like saying it. It hurts me to say it. I think they are a team that's got a bit of momentum. Obviously, they come up from um, promotion last season. I think they're, um, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure what their record is at home. If Craig is right and they're not so good at home, that that I, I could be talking, you know. Well, they're, they're, uh, they're due a win, though, Nick. So, the, the, oh, you yeah. know, chances are they're going to win at home sooner or later. So, yeah. it, it's possible, mate. I mean, I, I remember going up there a few seasons ago, and I think they'd only ever for that season they'd scored one goal at home um kessie anderson scored an absolute blinder smashed it in and we lost three two which sort mm. of about summed up summed up our game that's going up there on a tuesday night i mean that was really fun um i like grimsby it's a good ground they've got a good setup there the stewards were spot on but sadly um hopefully um, i'm hoping lindsay has got his tactics right um he seems to be improving on that score he seems to be moving forward and knowing what he needs to do. So, you know, I, I hope he pulls it out of the bag, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't lose by the odd goal, sadly. Ned? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, they haven't they haven't lost since, uh, was it the first game of the season? Um, I know another so... team like that. <laughs> but they've won more than us quite clearly um they're like us of last year aren't they they're superb away from home and just dodgems at home so i guess the only saving grace is is that we can you know hopefully capitalize on their home form but um what i <laughs> i was gonna start off by saying they're dog shit they got bogle up front you can't hit a barn door with a banjo, but they've not got both up front, have they? No, they haven't. <laughs> but nor did Doncaster. So I was hoping that the you know, never mind. It's... <laughs> I, I knew where you were coming from, there. I, I got, I got it, 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 Craig. I got Craig. it. You have to be on my wavelengths to get my humour, and there's not many people. So thank you guys for for understanding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Watch the wow. last episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, it's going to be a really tricky game. I don't think, you know, as, as Nick said, I don't think it's going to be a plethora of goals. I don't think they concede many at all. So, um, yeah. I mean, the, the only hope, I guess, that we've got is that, you know, at home they drew 1-1 with Gillingham. So, hopefully, hopefully we can sort of better or, well, we can equal or better that. Fingers okay. crossed. Their last yeah. game was one 0 lost to to Colchester, and one 0 win against Colchester, wasn't it? So um, that was away. But yeah, I'm hope maybe 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 a draw, but you know, likely as Nick said, I think maybe like a one 0 loss is possibly what's okay. going to happen. Uh, ben, it's all gone a bit bleak. The tone in the last five ten minutes. Can you cheer <laughs> us up again? Well, I was going to say I'm going to uh, have to go against the grain. So I go what I my, what I usually am quite upbeat, but I'm gonna have to say we're gonna smash on the Tim Pot bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite confident. <laughs> game, I feel quite good about this. I think we are in a bit of a crystal wave. Um, I think we've got this thing where we can go at them early. Uh, hopefully, we can start on the front foot. Um, I think the first goal is quite important. If we can get uh, get the first goal, I think our confidence will grow. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Wakeley and Jeffcott on the pitch at the same time, which I think probably is going to happen this weekend. We are going to miss Williams. 
but that again opens the door for someone else. I'm quite keen to watch Roberts um, and see what he does on the pitch. Um, I think he's a bit of an unknown quantity and a bit of a talent. Um, and I think our squad is pretty good at the minute where we've got players for different situations. If we need to shore it up, we can stick Khan on. If we need to open up, we've got Darcy. Um, I think, you know, uh, coming back to full strength as well. Um, Ian Dolo on the pitch is going to help. We can, we've got plenty of options on the bench. I think we're looking pretty strong at the minute. And I think we've probably got a little bit too much of them. And I think if we get our noses in front, we'll hold it. Do you think, do you think Iandolo's going to going to be on the bench tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, he'll be on the bench. Yeah, he, he, is, he is going to be on the bench. Oh, okay, because that, that gives us a lot of options to change the game then, doesn't doesn't it, if, yeah, if, if things if, aren't going according to plan? So, if we uh, need to beef it up a little bit, we've got our super sub in um, Murphy Richards. Murphy Richards, Murphy. Murphy. Um, <laughs> you know, who, That's um, a washing machine. We are desperate <laughs> and, we do need to, and we do need to get a tiring leg or if we're looking to hit the break in the last few minutes. Got someone like that. We've got, you know, we've got a strong number nine, Jeff Cott. We've got Wakelin that's on form scoring goals. We've got, uh, if we need to beef it up, we've got players that can put a tackle in. If we need to chase the game, we've got that. We've got, we're looking all right at the minute. So I'm, I'm going in quite confident. And also, we can make it three wins and three. We're throwing the gauntlet down, just saying we finally arrived. And we'll be up amongst them. So I think I think the, the it's there for us. If we really want it, we can do it. I think as much as it's going to be a tactical battle, it will certainly be a, a physical battle as well. Um, I think we're going to miss we're going to miss Adeloy's physicality. Um, he's hmm. still out for another two weeks. Um, so I'm disappointed that he won't be able to. Oh, <laughs> I, I also much rather be playing him in September than I would do in February. Or any, any other time where it's windy, wet, cold, and horrible, this is probably a better time to play him. The only way we're missing Adloy's physicality is, is, is the person carrying the kit bag into the blooming into the changing room. You just <laughs> wait. You just wait. Um, I'm I'm actually quite upbeat about this. Uh, <laughs> I'm quite upbeat about the game. I, I do think it's going to be difficult, but if we can start quickly. Murphy <laughs> Bridge is the kettle, isn't it? <laughs> if we can start quickly, I um, I think we we could have a decent day. And I think if we score in, if we take the lead within the first ten minutes, I think we win four one. I think Ooh. if they keep us, I think yeah, if they well. keep us at nil nil at half time, it becomes a real battle. It becomes a real real struggle. Um, in answer to Claire's question. Um, hearing that McDonald is fine, I do expect him to start. Do I think it's the right decision? It's hard for me to say because I, I don't get to, to all the games to see everything happen. Um, but from, from what I do see and from what I hear, would I prefer Baldry to start? Possibly. Um, but at the end of the day, he's the captain. And, and, and unless he's absolutely stinking the place up, we're talking like certain wingers who are appearing on panelist shirts in the first couple of games of his tenure at Swindon Town, then then I think we, we stick with him because he is clearly a player of quality um, uh, or, or and, and certain ability. And, and he off, obviously offers something as well to be given the armband. Um, so do I think he'll start? Yes. Do I think that's the right decision? I, I, I don't know. 
Um, I think I think he should start, and I've I've been his biggest critic this season. I haven't been impressed with McDonald at all, but because of the type of player he is and his physicality, we're probably going to need that against um, Grim, Grimsby to, tomorrow. So, yeah. and I think he'd be better that 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 will suit his game better than than, than it would with um, Baudry. Um and hopefully he'll put in a performance that is um, you know of the player that he's supposed to be. Because, like I said, I haven't been impressed with him so far. He's, he's due a good performance for us. Um, let's do a quick fire round of, of actual predictions then. Um, I'll go first. And I will say, um, I'm going to stick with what I, I did in, in my little preview there. We'll score in the first 10 minutes and we'll win 4-1. Uh, ben? 3-0. To Swindon? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> 3-0 to town. Uh, 2-1 defeat I'm afraid 2-1 defeat Craig 2-1 town 2-1 town 2-1 town oh yeah yeah Swindon town yeah there's only one town in my in my uh, in my book so Ned Uh, I think we'll probably lose 2-1 but oh Shade's gonna get an assist go on son uh, I, I did just flash up that we've got a very quick announcement to make, but just before I do that, uh, Paddy's tweeted in again. Uh, at Falls Rush In, I'm with Craig 100%. For me, the Prem is so far up its own backside, and I say it again if they don't want replays, don't enter. I'd rather be a decent championship side than be a part of the Premier League. Um, that is the thoughts of Paddy. Um, so, yes, we have a, a very quick announcement. So we've been throwing a, a lot of um, we've thrown a lot of polls out there recently to get your feedback, because for us, as much as we love, we absolutely love, you know, spending these three to four hours a week talking nonsense and having a laugh of our mates and, and having you guys uh, all, all getting involved with questions and, and in the conversation. Um so that's why we like to throw it out and you tell us what you want, um, because essentially we get what we need having the conversation. We want you to, to enjoy it to its max. So we've been looking at how we're scheduling the shows and things like that. And, and we've kind of come to the decision that, that we will put on as many shows the, in the week that Swindon have games. And that's why we've been doing Monday, Friday recently, because there's been, you know, two games a week with that in mind. Um, we have also been working on a few special features and stuff for you. And the first of those will become, or the next, I should say, because we did a few good special ones in the summer, of course, uh, will we'll come next week. Um, we are streaming Monday, as normal, to give all the reaction to the, to the Grimsby game. Um, but on Tuesday, we have been very fortunate uh, to acquire some time with Kean Harry's. Uh, we announced a few weeks ago um, as part of Fools Rush In trying to, to give back to the club um, that we put a few sponsorships out there and uh, and we we're fortunate uh, to have uh, Beth on and we obviously have Woody regularly and we've spoken to Kian and he's happy to, to feature as well. So on Tuesday, we're going to be pre-recording with him and that will go out as our Friday night episode. But again, we want you to still be involved, even though it's pre-recorded. If you've got any questions you'd like put into Kian, uh, please send them to us by midnight on Sunday. And uh, and we will hopefully have them all collated in time uh, to ask him for you. Uh, we will remind you again 
uh, close to the time. But yeah, so next Friday night, uh, there will be a pre-recorded show with Kean Harry's where we'll put in some of your questions to him. We can't wait to have him on. Looking forward to having the chat. And uh, there'll be me, Kean, and, and a few of the other panelists on for, for an hour, maybe two, uh, to, to, like I say, put your questions to him, put our questions to him, and, and hopefully have a good chat. And I'm very much looking forward to it. But yes, please do send us any questions you'd like asking. Um, we've done just, we've, we've hit the hour mark and we've reached the final section, but it's a good job really, um, because, and again, as I said in the intro, thank you very, very much. We have received a number of questions this week, um, and they are going to lead to some very interesting answers. That is for sure. Um, Paddy has, uh, has tweeted again, I think we'll grind out a free two win with a late winner. Um, so, guys, if you're happy to, I have a pad full of questions submitted by the audience that they would like you to answer. Um, <laughs> evening, Royston Cropper, who has just uh, joined the chat. Everyone, everyone. Um, the first question comes from John, and he wants to know, which panellist do we think would do each event in a heptathlon? Um, so I will read out the events he sent in and uh, and I will let, you know, we can discuss it as a team and decide who's doing it. Um, so the first event is the 60 metre. Uh, so, so sprint. Uh, I'm going to, I'll start because I'd like a different panellist to do each each competition if possible yeah. i'm going to put yeah. myself down for the 60 meters not because obviously i i'm a natural <laughs> athlete but you know i, I always say when i when i no. joke about physical stature at work i'm built for for short distance power not long distance endurance so 60 meters about as short as a sprint race goes i'll nominate myself for the 60 meter ben who are you putting in for the 60 meter oh let me have a think um uh rich probably because he's the fittest one out of the lot of us and he's the youngest out of a guess uh, uh see i i'm saving rich for one of the later events nick who do you think's best equipped for the 60 meter sprint uh i'm afraid it's got to be me and the reason is the rest of the um elements in there my knees are shot to fuck <laughs> and i wouldn't be able to do any of them and the only other one was the long distance run and i fucking hate running long distance so i was really quick certainly over five ten meters when i played football it's got to be 60 <laughs> meters for me okay nice ned who are you putting forward for the 60 meters well i was going to say rich because he's the slimmest out of everyone <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, um I, do you know what i was pretty rapid when i was younger um so again like everyone else is doing i'll stick i'll stick with rich because i think i'll probably be better used further down the line okay craig yeah i think i'm gonna have to go for nick for the sprint because um i'd imagine he's um very quick when he's chasing after danny <laughs> <laughs> hey, so it looks craig, like we say listen i don't need to chase <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to look up to you there, Nick. 
See what oh, happens, look. We give these guys a little bit of airtime and they suddenly <laughs> think that there's A-list celebrities. Oh, <laughs> so we're saying that Nick is taking the role of 60-meter sprinter. Uh, second yeah. event we were sent was the long jump. Who do we think is best equipped for long jump? Uh, let's go reverse order this time. Craig, who who you putting forward for long jump? Um, probably Kieran because he's quite tall. He's got long legs, isn't he? So, yeah, I'd, I'd say Kieran. Okay, Ned? Do you know what? I've, that's a great shout. Kieran, he likes to, you know, travel long distance, doesn't he? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> long jumps, Kieran. Nice. <laughs> Nick? I can't disagree with that. It's got to be. Agree with that. <laughs> ben? I was always going to, I was going to say me, because I'm in, always in for the long jump with the missus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Kieran goes goes some distance, you know, to like southern parts of Spain. Um, well, I, I'm happy to put Kieran down for it um, in support of the team. I was actually going to go with the mythical one show just for the distance he goes not to appear on this podcast. Again. <laughs> Uh, you never Probably. know. One day, one, one day, day, the less sponsored one show may turn up again. Yeah. Two shows. Um, shot put. Who who we thinking's got the guns for shot put? Uh, Nick. Well, because yourself and Ned are fucking giants. <laughs> it's got to be either of you, and I've got to go for you, Fifey. You would be the man for me. Thank you, mate. That's very kind, Ned. Well, I, I was it's either you or Joe. Um but you obviously oh, would Joe would be a fucking machine at shop. Yeah, he would. He would. So uh, yeah, I'm happy with either you or Joe for sure. Dude, just okay. Monsters among men. <laughs> the thing is, Nick says that we're fucking giants. I'm a I'm a generally average six foot one. Ned is fucking huge. <laughs> Warren is massive. Warren yeah, is massive, yeah. but Ned is huge. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> Craig, who are you putting forward for shot put? Yeah, I mean, my first thoughts were Ned, and then and then you, Fifey, because you you know you obviously you're you're quite a big guy, and and you do the mixed martial arts. So, but yeah, I think Joe he used he used to work on a farm and. I, I could just imagine him just lifting up hay bales all day. Yeah, just fucking launching Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe, definitely, without a doubt. Ben, um, yeah, I was thinking either you or Joe. Um, I think what Craig mentioned about the hay bales and just chucking them about. I think Joe just about edges it. Is weightlifting in the heptathlon? No, no, no. Yeah, then it's Joe. Okay. <laughs> um, if Joe isn't doing a shot put, then he's doing doing an old school diet coke advert, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can just like picture Joe with yeah, two cows and like a cow two under cows, it. yeah. Walking along, just getting some milk, boys. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. Oh. <laughs> so we're, we're putting Joe down for shot put. Then next event is the high jump. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, oh Ned, Ned, Ned's already reacting. Go on, Ned. Who's who's the obvious choice for high jump? Well, it's me, isn't it? It's low jump for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just jump. So just yeah, jump. I, I'm happily, I have happily put myself forward for this. Okay, um, I'm going to nominate Ben for how scared he gets every time he has to defend the indefensible. <laughs> 
Uh, Nick, who are you putting forward for high jump? Got to be Ben, hasn't it? Because he's always in the shit from Sarah, so he's in for the fucking high jump every week. <laughs> uh, ben? Uh, yeah, well, Ned had a good point with the not high jump, but like step over. Um, but yeah, I agree with the other two boys. I'll do the high jump because I'm used to it. Okay. Uh, Craig, <laughs> looks like we're putting Ben down then. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree totally with what Nick Nick said. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could imagine that um, Sarah sends him off for a few running high jumps. So yeah. <laughs> I've got to glare a little bit earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um latest latest tweet from Paddy. Nick, I doff my hat to you, sir, for the Murphy Richards washing machine gag. James <laughs> a match, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> I have to get out of the back of my shirt now, Murphy Richards. Yeah. <laughs> We've had the Murphy's number. <laughs> um, event number five uh, is the 60-meter hurdles. Um, who are we putting forward for hurdles, Craig? Um, I'm going to put Wazza down. So I, I imagine that um, at his tyre place, he, he jumps, you know, he goes running around jumping over tyres in the backyard and, and something like that for, for practice. And um, yeah, and that, so he'd be quite good at that. I've totally made that up, by the way. I don't know where that came from. But, <laughs> yeah. I just see, see, you know, when they're a little bit bored at his tyre place, they, yeah. they get the tyres up, line, line them up, and they take it in turns running and jumping over them or something like that. So <laughs> probably not true, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go for Warren just because of that fantasy that I just made up. <laughs> Nick, who's the best hurdler in the panel? I think I'll agree it's Warren, but for a different reason. I mean, I've never met him personally, but he comes across as such a cool dude, nice guy. I'm sure he gets his leg over it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Nick's been on the wine. Yeah. <laughs> tell his tell his missus that. Oh, well. <laughs> um, I would say Nick for Nick's reasons for giving Warren. Yes, <laughs> 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 Ben. And uh, and well, Ned. Hey. Well, um, obviously he's. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I say he, uh, Warren, um, because if he's better than Quick Fit, you can't get quick. You can't get quicker than a Quick Fit fitter. So he's bound to be amazing. He's bound to be awesome. And the way that they jump and click their heels at the end of the advert. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, congratulations, Waza, who's being put forward to do the 60 meter hurdle, penultimate event. Pole vault. Who are we? Uh, who are we? <laughs> Just got in. <laughs> There's John. He's hearing it. But so this is John who submitted the game. <laughs> He's just got in to hear the hurdler. <laughs> Welcome, John. Uh, to catch Hi, you up, mate. Just to catch you up before we do the pole vault. So 60 meter is going to be Nick uh, because his knees can't do anymore. Um, long jump is Kieran because he likes to go long distances. Shot put is Joe because have you seen Joe? Um, high jump is Ben because he's scared of his misses, and sixty meter hurdle is Warren for a magnitude. Of <laughs> <laughs> Pole vault then, uh, Ned. Who we who we saying? It's got to be me or you. We need an event, surely. 
Um, has anyone got a Polish missus? Not <laughs> 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 oh, to my knowledge. <laughs> All right, okay, well, yeah, I don't know. I've been um, working on it. <laughs> look, let me have a think about this one. Come back, come back to me, Fifey. Okay, pole vault is obviously the hard one. Ben, who are you putting forward for pole vault? Uh, I am going for Ned because I would like to see Ned have a go at pole vaulting. I think it'd be quite hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Craig? I reckon Mark would, would be a good um, part oh, of I reckon he, he would have all of the fucking maths and shit worked out, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's what I mean. He'd, yeah. have, he'd, have, he'd, he'd make such an analytical approach to it and be so disciplined with it that I reckon he'd, he, yeah, he'd just poll vote. Poll vote? Poll vote? Poll vote? have we turned into a politics show or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are banned in Russia and Belarus for a reason. <laughs> been drinking tonight, mate. I've got about five sentences wrong already tonight. Oh, I'm on fucking Lucas Aid Energy, Caribbean Crush. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, Mark. Whether it's pole vault or pole vote, you know, what, what, either one, I'm sure he'd be good at it. Nick, there's only one person who could do it. He's rich. He, he he's probably the right build for it. The rest of you fuckers wouldn't even get anywhere near halfway up the fucking bar to get over it. So it's got to be rich. He's the right build. Oh, uh, the pole vault, some um, people are um, built for pole vaulting. Others are built for pole dancing. I know which one <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a good pole dancer, Fifey. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is imagery that nobody needed and a scene that nobody is seeing, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, not until the next Christmas drinks, anyway. Let's, let's, let's see how it goes. Uh, Ned, have you decided who we're going with yet? Do you know what? Those are both wonderful shouts. So you got you got um, Richard for his propping up the bar, and then you've also got... Um, uh, who, who's yours, Craig? Mark. Mark, yeah, because he would calculate the hypotenuse and the fulcrum, <laughs> wouldn't he? It, it would be it would be done perfectly, you know. To be fair, I am such yeah, finesse as well. Mark. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and then the the landing would be graceful. He'll then, you know, blurt out a smart remark at the end. Of, yeah, and it would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh no, honestly, Mark. Yeah, I'm putting Mark down. So Mark oh. has been put forward for pole vault. The remain. So we have who have we got left? We've got Rich, Woody, me, Ned. Um, one show hasn't been given one yet. Uh, Craig hasn't even been nominated for anything yet. Uh, and the last event, and with good reason, the last event is the thousand meters of one thousand meters. Now, there's a reason I haven't nominated Rich, and it's so he, Mr. Fucking 10k every weekend, can do the one thousand meters. Do you agree, Ben, or are you wanting to see me and Ned fucking die on our way around the track? <laughs> Do you know what? As much as I want to see Ned pole vote, I want to see you run a thousand meters. <laughs> <laughs> Nick? Just like... <laughs> uh, I will go with Craig. Yeah. He's, he's got the build for it. 
he's used and he's used to, to go around the track. He's used to sitting in that old choo-choo, yeah. trundling along. I'm sure it thousand meters. He's the ideal bill for it. He would be the yeah, man. Long distance, long distance. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to nominate myself. I'm, I'm actually in training to do a half marathon. I, I yeah. haven't ran one for a few years, so. Um, so I, I managed to do about four thousand meters um, the other day. So I, I think I could do a thousand. No yeah, he'd be the man. Yeah, Ned. Yep, I agree with that entirely. You know, used to running around the track, long distances. Yeah, perfect, perfect person to uh, to nominate for that one. But just perfect. to clarify, we've all been saving Rich for an event and then not giving him one. <laughs> He can do egg and spoon. Rich would probably beat me, to be fair. He'd be quicker, that's for sure. So, John, to clarify your question, 60 metre is Nick, long jump is Kieran, shot put is Joe, high jump is Ben, 60 metre hurdles is Warren, pole vault, for those of us who can talk, is Mark, and 1,000 <laughs> metres is going to Craig. That is who would do the fool's rush in heptathlon. Uh, next question was submitted by Dale, who I think I did see in the chat earlier. Um, if you guys were to win Clem's trip to Australia and you could only take one member of the Fools Rushing panel with you, who would it be and why? And perhaps more entertainingly, who would it not be and why? Um, again, I'm happy to, to front this up and go first if you want. Um, who would I take? Um, I would take Ned. Um oh. Because I think me and Ned touring Sydney, Melbourne and, and anywhere else that we could get to would be a fucking riot. It would be so fun. Um, so I'm going to say, Ned, who would I not take? Um, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Nick. And the reason I'm going to say Nick is uh, is because as a, as a relatively young 32 year old single man, I'd. I'd like to be noticed where possible. <laughs> and if Nick's there, no fucker pays me any attention. <laughs> so I'm going to say I'll take Ned and I'll leave Nick behind. Oh. Uh, let's go to Craig next. Who are you taking and who are you not? See, I'm going to go the total opposite of you there, Five Feet. I would take Nick all day long. <laughs> You're right, babe magnet. <laughs> <laughs> We both drink red wine, so yeah, it would be it would be it would be a blast. It would. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd love, especially in Australia. God, yeah, they, they'd love us two palms. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Um, who not to take? Oh, that's a that's a difficult one. That is, um, Kieran. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been the obvious, and easy answer, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, because we wouldn't end up in Australia. We'd probably. End up in Probably end up in Fiji or um, <laughs> Island or somewhere like that. So um, yeah, I, d I don't know. Um, pro probably uh, probably Rich because it takes him about an hour to get a sentence out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Rich. I am so sorry. Uh, I'm going to hell. Wow, that wasn't even defending indefensible. No, the WhatsApp chat's going to be interesting tomorrow when they watch this one back, isn't it? Ben, who are you taking and who are you not? Oh, do you know what? I, 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 my thunder got stolen with my Craig here because, of course, I'd take Nick. I'll be his wingman. You can still yeah. take him. I want to take, I want to take Nick because I could be his wingman and he also brings a bottle with him. So, uh, you know, we're going to have a great time. It'd be great. I'd, he'd, he could, 
Uh, just watching Nick be brilliant. Just crack on. Just so I'll be his wingman. And who are you not taking? Who am I not taking? Do you know, you stole my thunder as well with Kieran. Because <laughs> we, we, you go out with Kieran on a one to one with Kieran, and I'm sure you're going to. Why end are you up going one to one with Kieran? Not, you, you would end up somewhere that you would not imagine you'd be, and it will probably be quite scary. So... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ned? Well, um, I would have to take you, Fifey. Um, and yeah, and you know, you're such a nice guy. We're having an amazing time, but you're also sensible. And I know that you would take care of me when I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good shout, actually. Yeah. You'd make sure there's a bed to sleep in. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no one man gets left behind. Yeah, no, no one that I would feel more secure with on a night out. So, um, and also, I'd be more than happy to be your wingman because <laughs> apparently the Australians love the English accent, so you deserve to get the best. I, yeah, I they would, love I the English accent, not the Mickey Mouse accent that I seem to talk. <laughs> the West Country East Midlands stroke. Yeah, like <laughs> West Country East Midlands stroke, not hit puberty yet. <laughs> um, Are you not I'm, taking Ned? I'm, I'm sorry to be boring, but we all know the answer to this, and it's Kieran. Um, it's as, as Ben just said, it's going to be a fucking car crash from start to finish. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and you, you know, you might have to take seventeen flights because it hasn't been organised correctly. Um, you know, and then you get there, and then you wake up in the morning. Is he going to be there? Is he going to be somewhere else in the hotel, or is he going to be in another country? I mean, you don't know, do you? So. You'd uh, end up, in order some, to up some field in Belarus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we've oh. been banned from. In, we're in not allowed in Belarus. In Kieran's oh, defence, in Kieran's defence, he came on my stag weekend, and I was worried it was going to be like a scene from The Hangover. <laughs> but he, to be fair, he was he was good. He was good value. He was he he was pretty good. We it, we found it amazing because he lowered the average age of the group by about fifteen years. <laughs> we were just we were just impressed by his energy and his enthusiasm and everything. It, it kept us going for for the uh, for the two nights we were there. So yeah, yeah, he, he's he, he can be all right when he's um, when he wants to be. He's oh, he's, he's been good as gold on all of our nights out, let's be fair. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Nick, yeah. You've, you've obviously, although you, you feel like part of the furniture these days, you're, you're still the newest to the group. So I'm interested, who are you taking and who are you not? Yeah, that, that's very true. And it's quite a difficult one for me because obviously I, I haven't been on a night out with, with all you guys. Um, but I, I would take Warren. Christmas party think... coming soon, Nick. Good, looking forward to it. I take Warren because I think he comes across as such a relaxed, cool dude. Oh, Warren in Australia would be sensational. He would just be the man. So, and guarantee he fucking knows somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. He would do a deal over there, and we'd be fucking quids in. So it'd be no fucking problem, and that would be the man. So that's who I would take. Is definitely Warren. And who are you not taking? Right now. I'm going to name two, and I'll Ooh. tell you the reason why. Wow. I wouldn't take Fifey or Ned because we're not going business class and going club class or cattle class. 
there wouldn't be enough fucking room in the seat next to you. <laughs> 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 fucking giants. Either of you sat next to me on a 23-hour flight to Australia. That's the only reason. Not because I don't like you. I love you both. But I wouldn't want you fucking sitting by me for that long. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you ever flown Ryanair before? Have you ever been on like one of them budget flights? No, yes, no, that's all I fly by then. I, I imagine Nick only flies BA or Virgin. Listen, I, I, yeah. I went to Australia on business class, mate. That's the only fucking way to travel. <laughs> oh, business class. Twice. It was when Nick stopped flying internationally that Monarch disappeared. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the next question we were submitted, um, and and I did happen to say that it was submitted to the perfect podcast uh, for the discussion of food. Um, we are well equipped to answer these sorts of questions. Um, best and worst away grounds you've been to for food, uh, asked Claire. Um, does anyone have anywhere that springs to... Oh, I'll be honest... I don't tend to eat at football grounds, so I, I don't really feel a, like I've got a sensible answer to this. But does I've, anyone have a best yeah, or I've, worst I've, that brings to mind? I've got one. I've got one. Go on. The, the, the best food I've had for value for money was Weymouth. Oh, okay. Pre-season pre friendly, and the good old normal football grub burger there cost. I can't remember what it cost, but it was really cheap and it was fucking brilliant. Really, really good. Oh, for basing um, it on value for money, it's not Wembley. And no. well, the worst that was my next one is Wembley. <laughs> Absolute <laughs> fucking ripoff. Wembley, just terrible. Don't ever buy anything from Wembley. It's a fucking ripoff. <laughs> the FA will love you, Nick. Don't ever well, buy anything from Wembley. Do what they like it. I'll just tell them straight ripoff. <laughs> Uh, anyone else got a best and or worst spring to mind? Well, best, best, um, I would have to say outside the ground. Um, it wasn't in the ground. Uh, the day that we got promoted or won, won, I think won the league last game of the season under Paolo anyway, we went to Bradford and had a nil-nil draw. Me and me, me, Archer went to go for a ruby. And we went to a curry house and we just goes, right, we're going to try and find a place where the locals are. And... It was wonderful. It was the best curry I've ever had. It was amazing. Uh, so then sidestepping the question and just recommending curry houses in Bradford. Yeah, curry house in Bradford was the um, best curry I've had. It was superb. Okay. I left my black flat cap there. I was gutted. But yeah, curry house. Worst, 100% agree with Nick. Wembley, horrible. Horrible, horrible food. Way, way overpriced. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just nasty. Um, but I generally find, as a rule of thumb, the smaller the club, the better the grub. Um, you find that in the good, you know, grub club. There's a, there's an, uh, a, a Twitter site with best food, and the smaller the club, the better the food. Um, you generally find. Hi, Tyson. Could I just have a comment about that Bradford game? Well, I, I was at Bradford game when um, finished up as a nil-nil draw. Um, two two things from that. One, my lad got a shirt um, from, oh, fuck me, I forgot his name now. Anyway, one of the players, he'd given me his shirt because he was just about to go off New Zealand. And they they had their disabled team walk around the pitch at the end of the game because they'd won their league. 
and yeah. all the Swindon fans were singing Championis, Championis, and it was fucking brilliant, absolute magic. And they, those kids were walking around the pitch, you know, putting their arms up, absolutely loving it. So, you know, we get a lot of stick for football fans, but fair play to the Swindon fans that day. They they did the club proud. It was uh, it was absolutely brilliant. I I do remember that day. It was half an hour of just fun. Uh, yeah. Full time whistle. Paolo doing the hunt. All the players to celebrate with the fan. It was one of the best half an hours that will stick with me. <laughs> yeah. Forever. That would be it was wonderful. And even the minute thought... silence when we um, did the, the, the remembering the um, the Bradford fire. Fire. The yeah. With the scarves up. In a bit of silence and the Bradford fans appreciated that and it was, it was good atmosphere between us too yeah it was far. brilliant wasn't it absolutely brilliant mike has mike every every um episode seems to find a way of telling us how good the food is at fairford so i am hoping to get to a women's game before uh <laughs> the integration into foundation park more permanently so i could try it on his recommendation alone uh craig ned have either of you had a, had a thought of a best or worst that you've been to in terms of football and food throughout the years at all well um, just just very quickly can i just say um I thought Nick was going to say that he ate one of the kids' sandwiches or something because it was about <laughs> food, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. I'm so confused. <laughs> um, do you want to go first, Craig? Or no, that's all right, mate. You got carry on. Yeah, you started, so you finish. All right, thank you. Um, so uh, oh, very gentlemanly of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a very very long time ago, I went to Dumbarton. And oh, nice. there was, um, on, on, yeah, on, on the way back, sort of just entering Glasgow, um, there was a kebab shop called Aladdin's and it was <laughs> fucking repulsive. Um, I <laughs> never, ever. You're going to get the other way then. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, yeah, it was horrendous. I would never, ever recommend getting a kebab from Aladdin's on the edge of Glasgow. <laughs> Such a shame because I'm such a big fan of a kebab as well. I was oh, planning on going to Dubai in this weekend. The chicken was red. It was red in colour. They had a layer of salad. But so at the are we. We're reds. Oh, no, but you don't want your chicken to be red. You want it. To, <laughs> you might want it to be like you know a different colour on the outside. But it was, just, it was horrible. Great. <laughs> uh, Yes, it's difficult, really, because um, away days, like in, in, into adulthood for me, I, it was were spent going out on the piss, so we weren't really eat, eating that much. Although I do remember one time when we were playing Torquay when they were in the football league, and we went down there. And we beat it. It was a shitty game, but we'd been out on the smash all day. And um, I remember eating a pie, and it was just absolute rank at Torquay. But I mean, that was like fucking ten years ago now, so it might might be might be different. Um, so that was probably the worst one. Um, best, it wasn't actually at the ground, but um, my mate was a Villa season ticket holder. So we went, he had a spare ticket. We went to a game and just outside the ground, there's a chip shop and it, it was the best curry sauce and chips and um, fish cake I've ever, ever had, which is what I normally have if I go to like a proper chippy. But it, it, I, I was a bit, I was a bit worried at one point because he asked me if I wanted gravy on it. And I was like, are you mental? You know, I'll be like, I heard that they, they do that in like Yorkshire. I'm pretty sure Yorkshire and, and, and all they do that. Oh, mate, don't, don't rule out chips and gravy. 
Yeah, oh, they have no. Brady on everything. Oh, they have Brady on. Crew, yeah, Crew's a good one for a chips and gravy. Oh yeah. yes, Crew, Crew's amazing. I forgot Crew. Crew have fish and chip shop. It might be closed. Yeah, just right the, the corner. In the country, Crew. Yeah, really good. good that passionate about that. It's worth traveling yeah. alone. So salt and vinegar only for chips. That's what it was meant to be. That that's that's what God that's what God wanted, right? Um, but but yeah, I agree agree with everything else. Wembley's absolute shit. The beer's shit. The food is shit. Yeah. Um, can I just say though? Uh, but they're, they're Craig. They it may be shit performance, but they're good people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can I just say the um the, the the chip shop across the road from the county ground, just off the magic roundabout opposite the fire station, really nice. Really, really, I'd, I'd rather go there than anywhere else around around the ground. That they, they do, and they do a football deal on match day as well. If you, if you don't go there, give give their food a try. A try. It's it's really really good. Ooh, okay, try that. Never done that. Thank you very much. Uh, next up. Um, now I've made this one easier for you guys because you haven't got as much time to think as I did. Um, you you get to select a six-a-side football team of players who have become managers. Okay, they don't have to have represented Swindon. Um, the only stipulation is that I'm going to give you is they have to have managed in England. Okay. Now, when I was asked a question. I decided to really handicap myself and I tried to make it a six-a-side STFC manager team. Um, and, and so I came up with this. Uh, I, I kind of cheated. I said, my team doesn't need a goalkeeper because I couldn't think of a goalkeeper that had become a manager. Um, I was then told afterwards that I could have kind of fiddled the system and say, essentially, Mildenhall and Peacock were running the show after power, so I could have picked Mildenhall. Um so I said, my team doesn't need a goalkeeper. And I went Ward, who was caretaker manager for a short period in defence. Um, I then said, um, Wise, oh, who did I pick? I, I should have wrote it down. I knew I should have wrote it down. Uh, Wise, uh, Wellens, and oh, fuck, who was my other midfielder? Hoddle. No, I didn't even go Hoddle because I tried. To, I also tried to keep it in my era as well i really oh, handicapped yeah. myself yeah uh hang on i'm just scrolling back to find it you've got a four-year period you've got to extract all the managers from <laughs> uh, so i went team. oh that, that's it okay so i went ward and then i went wise wellens and ling um with anora and decanio as as a front two that's a um, heavy attacking influence there isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> Um, so, who would like to go first? Who thinks they can pick a good six-a-side manager team? Oh, I've just realised Simon Ferry's a manager now, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, is he? Oh, fuck's sake. Right, thanks for that. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> they've got to be players. No. No, no. You, you, as long as they've managed in England, I will let you have it. Okay. Hey, I'll have a crack on. Go on then, Ben, you go first. Right, in goal, I'm going to go, because there's not many managers that go. I can't think of many goalkeepers that become managers. That have turned to managers, which is surprising, really. So I'm going Mildy in goal. Because okay, you're taking the cheat way out, yeah. I'm taking the cheat way out. 
Okay. Um, so defenders, I'm going Colin Coldwood as one. Yep. He's, he's had a stint in managerial. And yes. I will go... Uh, uh, the is other it fair one. to say he's had more than a stint? He has a little stint. He's not done properly, not for long term. He's more of assistant manager, isn't he? Old, he is these days. Old fridge. Um, number two, I am going to go for... Well, Glenn Hoddle played sweeper, didn't he? So I'm going to blag it and say he's a defender. Okay. Because he was sweeper at Swindon. So I'm going there. Midfield. Lie, I'm got, fucking hungry now as well. Lou Macari and, um, and Ozzy Ardiles, of course. And of you've course. got Dennis Wise. And your two strikers. I am going for... Well, hang on. You've already named six players. I'm going to power up front now, Oh, seven players, Ben. Who are you dropping? Yeah, I've got Mildeing back at the back, and I've got two, I've got two defenders, two midfielders, and a striker. You named three midfielders. Did I? Yes. I've got one on the bench. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, who wants to go second after done. Ben's shit show of a performance? <laughs> go on, Nick. He's got his hand up, all ready and uh, prepared. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm not going to worry about a goalkeeper because we've got so much attacking talent, you don't need really to worry about Yeah, good lads. Goals win games. Hoddle? Yeah. Ardiles? Yeah. Wisey? Okay. Alan Shearer? Yes. Cy Ferry? Okay. And you always need a fucking hard man in the team, Graham Soonis. <laughs> nice. Good, good choices. Like it. Um, of course, it play along as well. Uh, yeah, good shout, Woody. Good shout. Uh, any, anyone who wants another cheap way out? Uh, Woody's actually got a, a proper answer for us. There you go, Tim Flowers. Former, did he? He had loads of at Swindon, didn't he? When he was really young, did Tim Flowers? I think so. Uh, yeah, Craig, Ned, okay. who's going next? I'll I'll go next if 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 Ned's yeah, still. Yeah, go through it. Yeah. Okay, so I've I've found the goalkeeper, Peter Shilton. Ah, uh, Peter. He managed yeah, Plymouth, didn't he? Yeah, he I did think. that for a bit. Yeah. And then, um, in no particular order, um, Gary Neville. <laughs> uh, can you call him a manager? <laughs> he did. He managed Seville, didn't he? He managed Valencia. Seville. Yeah. Um, Tony Adams as well. Yeah. He managed. Uh, Ryan Mason. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gus Boyer. Yeah. And Wayne Rooney. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Good. Come on then, Ned. What have you got for us? God, I've got, I've got much. Um, Dino Zoff in goal. Yes. Oh. Uh, Claire will be delighted that you've said Dino Zoff. Why? Because that's who she picked. Oh, right. Okay. Hey, there we go. Dino Zoff. Um, oh, and then... Um, uh, um, uh, Ryan Giggs, has he managed? Yeah, Wales. Yep, yeah, okay, so I'll have Ryan Giggs. My Although, technically, player. did I not say the rules where they had to manage in England? There's a big political debate whether Wales is part of England or not. Oh, well, politics part, again. Ooh, get back from England. Wales next. Wales is never part of England. I just want to stress that. Right. Also, how many different episodes are you going to bring the name Ryan Giggs in just for battle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's my thing. It's my trademark. He's your hero. Um, like, it's not my hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
Right, so I'll go with John Terry at the back. Uh, with um, I'd like to say Wayne Bridge, but I don't think he's managed. I'd love no. to see how that defensive partnership works out. <laughs> Got him and John Terry. Side pitch. Fighting at the back. Um, no, John Terry and Terry Butcher. Yeah. Butch, yeah. Yep. Mount Butch. Oh, um, Butch. And then we'll go with Glenn Hoddle. Uh huh. Right down as we go. So we've got so four. So I need I need two two forward players. Alan Shearer and uh, I don't know if he's managed. I'm sure he's managed something. Managed <laughs> piss in a toilet or something. Um, Duncan Shearer because he's my hero. I think he's been caretaker at Everton a few times, hasn't he? What's that? He's been caretaker at Everton a few times? No. Duncan Ferguson. Oh, yeah. Duncan Ferguson. Oh, yeah. Big, yeah. (laughs) Sake. Take Big Dunk then. Take Big. Thank you. You sure you ain't been on the wine? (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. I really don't. He doesn't work. He's huge now, old Duncan Shearer, though, isn't he? He's a big boy now. But, um, yeah, he's he's coached. I'm in goal then. When I was looking for a goalkeeper, yeah. I couldn't remember whether Neil Ruddock was technically joint manager or not, and I was going to stick him in goal for six aside. <laughs> Who Ruddock is manager? Ruddock's just a flat twat. I fucking hate him. <laughs> imagine Neil Ruddock is manager. Right, right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next question then. Um, Phil sent us in and, and he sent me a, quite an extensive question talking about his history within the club um, and certain habits and superstitions that players had, uh, which I will fill you all in on after. Um, but what Phil wants to know is, does anyone on the panel have any bizarre habits or superstitions at all? Ben, any superstitions or, or bizarre habits? Or should I say, or, or if she was happy to talk live, should I say, Sarah, does Ben have any bizarre habits? I've got lots of bizarre habits. I have got so many, it's unbelievable that I'm not willing to talk about. Um, <laughs> any that are broadcastable, Ben? Not really. Not okay, really. fair just, enough. Just, just, just ticks. Um, but yeah, superstitions. Um, not really. Um, seriously, they mean superstition. I always have to. Black cap. Yeah. Okay. I'll take my black caps for a game usually. Yeah. Um, that's why you always see my black cap on, but I don't wear it when it's really. He hot. wears that it's flat like... cap to ignore people that he later appears on podcasts with. <laughs> I obviously didn't hear you or didn't notice you. You should have just hit me in the face. I something. wasn't big time enough for you yet, was I, Ben? That was what it was. <laughs> Craig, drunk time. Craig, uh, um, would you say you have any bizarre habits or superstitions? Have you just been checking with uh, with Vic if she said you would? Yes, that's exactly what I was just doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She says you've got a few annoying habits, but yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not a superstitious person. I think the only thing that I do have is on my work uniform, I've got a little shamrock um, pin that I put on as a like, thing so I don't have anything terrible happen to me at work. But that, that's that's about the only thing, really, that I, that I do. Okay. Uh, Nick, have you accumulated any bizarre habits and superstitions over the years? Um, 
I don't know whether it's classed as a habit, but my, my daughter reckons I've got OCD. Okay. And I cannot go to bed at night and leave. This Careful. Is, this, this, is yeah. really on, this is really sad. And leave any cutlery or crockery on the sink unit without drying it up and putting it away. Oh, do you know what? My missus, Sarah's face is just lit up. Looking at you. <laughs> you pull her as well. <laughs> lucky, lucky die is all I can say. Yep. So, OCD, I think. Oh, Ned? a terrible habit. <laughs> uh, Any I that always... are broadcastable? <laughs> as much as anyone else, I always remember to take my wallet when I'm going shopping. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's a good habit. And half the time I forget. <laughs> um, oh no, I, I haven't got anything. I don't that I'm aware of. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, I've been I've been trying to think. I, I don't know if it if it classes as bizarre, but um, I, I'm still very much. If I like like tonight, if I'm watching the football, uh, like England, I, I will always stand for the national anthem. I can't just sit there and do the national anthem. I will stand there while the players are stood there and I will sing the national anthem. Oh, I'm going to um, watch that. I, uh, I, t I tend to, even if I'm not performing or whatever in, in whatever the activity is, like if I'm going to watch Swindon play, I will always psych myself up as if I'm a player. You know, I feel like I need I need to be psyched up for it. So as I'm walking in, I'll be like, guys, come on. Like, um, but apart from that, I, I don't think there's a, there's any bizarre habits of stuff that I can think of. Superstitions now, I'm not really a, a believer in in all uh, you know black cats walking under ladders. Don't 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 subscribe to any of that nonsense. So uh so that that's as best as I can come up with for that question, uh, I am afraid. Um, a couple more quick fire questions, and uh, and we've also been submitted a game. But I'm looking at the time and thinking, do we save the game for next time, possibly? Uh, two more quick fire questions for you all, um, both from Paddy. Um, very similar style questions, but I'm sure they'll have different answers because of the skill sets required. Uh, so the first one: if there was a fool's rush in. Royal Rumble type match, who would win and who would be the dirty fighter? Um, Craig, who are you backing in a Fools Rushing Royal Rumble? Um, oh Christ, um, I, I'm gonna I'd go for the easy option again. It'll have to be Joe, I think, would, would, would win it, I reckon. And the dirtiest fighter, it would be me, I would. Like, like my dad always taught me if I got into a fight, go in dirty, grab things, fucking, or, you know, do whatever you can to get out of the, the fight. So I would, I, I'd be like fucking, I'd be biting and fucking scratching. <laughs> all sorts. I, I, I would be, I'd be the worst, I would. I, I absolutely would be. I would absolute shithouse it, I would. You would, be the, you would be the Ric Flair of Fools Rushing. Oh, I would, whoever Ric Flair is. I was going to oh. use that for five feet. Oh, oh go on, Ned. Well, I was going to say, well, Joe, because he's giant haystacks, you know, working on the farm. Yeah. And then, and then you've got the dirtiest player in the game. You've got Nick. He's the, the veteran on the scene. So yes. he'll be, he'll be the, woo! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and all the ladies. This appears Good to be nice. wasted on Craig. He has no idea who Ric Flair is. 
I'm okay, machine I riding. Just, I, was, I, I, I used to watch WWE. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I was, I, was, I was pretending I didn't. Like, well, good acting there. You'd be yeah. a good wrestler. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, who are you backing in a Fools Rushing Royal Rumble? Uh, Fifey, I'd invite you to be the hero because you absolutely love it and you would pull it off and you'd be like the uh, super wrestler. And I'd look um, great all oiled up and just in very tight shorts, wouldn't I? No, you'd be like the old school one, like the giant haystacks, big daddy with the big or leotard on. Yeah. You'd probably look a bit like Andre the Giant. Um, <laughs> Starts off with a compliment. <laughs> Downgrades as, as it goes. <laughs> Andre the Giant was a great fighter. He was brilliant. <sighs> Massive. He was big. Um, <laughs> I love you, Fifey, you fat bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, the villain, uh, who who the would villain be the dirty the fighter then? Do you know what? I think Warren would make a great bad guy. I'd have Warren as the bad one. Oh, okay. A cheeky bad guy. I'd, I'd, I'd have him. He'd be a good bad guy character. So I'd have Warren. Okay. Uh, Nick? Um, I'm going to put a tag team up. Nice. I think Ned and Fifey. I've only ever been to a wrestling we like the match Dudley boys. Once, once, and there was a tag team called Bushwhackers. Oh, all fucking like Bushwhackers, 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 Bushwhackers. That's you two to a fucking T without a doubt. <laughs> you are the pair, man. You are the pair. Fucking giant Bushwhackers without a doubt. Um, and from what Craig fans? said, I just got to go along with what Craig said. He would obviously look such a nice guy, you're a right dirty bastard. So, I'm gonna go a little bit rogue here. Um, and, and from my experience, uh, when I was younger of watching wrestling, the big guys never really won the Royal Rumble because everyone would gang up on them. So, like, you'd gang up on Joe, you'd gang up on me, you'd gang up on Ned and get us thrown out. Um, I'm I'm going to back someone who hasn't got enough mentions tonight, and I'm going to say Woody would win the Royal Rumble uh, because he's got the physical stature to do it, but he's also so nice and genuine to everyone that no one would want to throw him out first. Uh, but he's got that evil enough streaking into like when someone's back's turned to throw them out the ring. So I'm going to say Woody wins the uh, <laughs> the Royal Rumble. Um, as for who the dirty fighter is. Um, who would I, who would I see being a, no, see, Warren's too nice. He wouldn't be the dirty fighter. Um, do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Rich played dirty, if he, in a fight. Um, but he just, I, I, he just, he just bribed the referee, wouldn't he? So. <laughs> you've gone from the dirtiest yeah. player in the game to, uh, who, the million dollar man. Yeah. Yeah. Ted DiBiase, million dollar man. That's weird. Um, so there we go. There are our predictions for the Falls Russian Royal Rumble. And he went on to, to follow that up with tonight sees the return of Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, so obviously we asked who would win the nightclub dance off. But who's got the skill set in Falls Russian to win at Strictly? Um, who? Let's go Ned first. Well, for me, it's King Smooth, isn't it? It's Nick. Is that right? Okay, Nick gets Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Ben, 100%. his knees couldn't cope with it, I don't think. 
Well, yeah, yeah the gold spoon, the gold spoon. They'll do the pick up and throws. Because <laughs> <laughs> he gets so to do the as well, then, yeah? Nick, Nick does, gets the girls to do all the work. He doesn't need to, so they'll pick him up and throw him. He's smooth. Craig, that's uh, got to be rich. Yeah, he's he's got the moves. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'd be a, a good uh, good thing on Strictly. But yeah, yeah, rich for me. Okay. Who are you backing, Nick? Um, it definitely wouldn't be me because my level of rhythm is fucking zero. I have <laughs> no rhythm whatsoever. Um, I've got to go from what I've seen and what I've heard. It's got to be Rich. He's uh, he's the man with the moves. Uh, and my my prediction is going to be. Do you know what? I reckon Joe's got a bit of something about him on the dance floor. But I'm going to say Warren would be the best at strictly style dancing in in Fools Rush In. I bet he is an absolute demon on the dance floor. <laughs> in a glitter suit with collars. Um. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I believe that's all the questions done. Um, we will save the game for Monday's episode because I think it, it it could turn interesting and I want to give it the time it deserves. I don't want it to feel rushed. So so the game that has been submitted by Mike, <coughs> we will certainly uh, play that on Monday's episode. Uh, thank you to everyone who has joined us in the chat tonight, who uh, either had us on in the background while watching England or for whatever reason, chose to watch us over watching England. Um, we, we thank you all equally. Thank you to everyone who's tweeted, who's sent comments in, and to everyone, as I said at the start, who keeps sending in these brilliant and entertaining questions uh, for the end of our episodes. We, we really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, as, as Craig says, bring them on. We, we, we evidently won't shy away from answering just about anything. Um, if you are making the trip to Grimsby, have a wonderful day and please make sure to bring the free points back. But from Nick, Ben, Ned, Craig and myself, again, thank you very much indeed. Uh, we've been Fools Rush In and we will see you on Monday. Good night. Take my hand. Take my Yeah.